0: We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Welcome back sucks. to another episode of SVT. I'm not going to say our names. Because Podcast. Podcast. SVT Sports Pod. If you don't know our names, you ain't listening. If you know our names, you've been listening. Thank Good you very you. much. I'll tell you what. I'm going to say not it on the Vince. front end. Like, subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. Please engage with the channel. It helps us. You can watch us on YouTube. All of the links are there. All right. Advertising out of the way. Listen well, to us watch, twice. Watch is a
1: loose term. I, I would say we're getting to watching, but you can listen to us again with visuals
0: if you have ADHD. Yeah. If you need a slideshow, it's more like a slideshow. <laughs> yeah, listen Thank twice.
2: You, um, that's your homework assignment, everybody, right off the bat. Just remember that you have to listen twice.
0: Yes. Yes. All right, guys. It was another exciting week of sports, of football. Sports ball. Vince, you know I love me some scores. I want to start with some scores. My dog is barking in the background. I'm going to choke him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with some scores, Vince.
2: All right. On Thursday, Carolina beat Atlanta 25-15. We move to Sunday, Tampa Bay- Beat Seattle 21 Ge- 16 in Munich, Germany. Oh, sehr gut, sehr gut,
1: sehr gut. <laughs> A yeah,
2: yeah, yeah Choose. All right, uh, Ki- Kansas City beat Jacksonville 27 17, Miami beat Cleveland 39 17, to what New York Giants over Houston 24 16, Tennessee over Denver 17 10. Fun fact about Denver if they had scored 18 points in every single game they played this year, they'd be eight and one. Fun so fact that's that's how bad they are. They are coming. fun fact. Let's ride. <laughs> uh, that's right. Broncos country, let's ride into the abyss. Uh, Detroit <laughs> beats Chicago 31 30. Minnesota, Buffalo in game a wild one game, game of the, of the year absolutely game of the year to this point i don't know if game any of game the year catch games. of the year yeah fumble <laughs> absolutely the year. <laughs> wild i i like yeah i there's not enough cocaine in the world to match what happened in that game like good god 33 30 minnesota wins it in overtime i should you know get the score out pittsburgh over new orleans 20 to 10 arizona beat the los angeles rams 27 17 Big Green shot. Bay comes from behind to beat Dallas 31, 28. And now it's time for our teams, Sam. Let's have you go up first. The Colts end up beating your boys 25, 20. I see that you put a lot of stuff in here. You're having a lot of feelings. Let's Sam, get them real out,
1: quick, bud.
0: Sam, real quick. You let Saturday beat you on Sunday. Yeah. I've seen that before already. I've seen that tweet. Oh man. It, it's just disappointing. Just disappointing. Um yeah I guess I'll I'll jump into the the raider stuff. I mean there is just so much going on, so much to chew on. Um I didn't get to watch the game. I only got to see clips for whatever reason it was not available in my area on CBS to watch. Uh so I just got to see like highlights and small snippets. Um I got to see the um not red zone. What is it? NFL game day, uh, game day had, um, the final drive of the Raiders, you know, making an attempt to, to win the game. Um, it just sounds like the, the same old story, poor execution, uh, slow start defense looked terrible. Um, but I think the real, the real, um, salt in the wound is the post game. Uh, you know, I watched uh, Josh McDaniels' post game and then uh, Derek Carr's post game.
1: And did you bring your own
0: tissues? <laughs> Derek Carr, you know, uh, was clearly emotional. Um, and I have been highly critical of Derek Carr. And in this moment, I will tape up for him to a degree. Um, I think a lot of Raider fans are have been upset with the record, you know, with the the interceptions, with the fumbles, and not winning. But I don't think any Raider fan was really questioning if Derek Carr is putting the work in, is Derek Carr studying, is Derek Carr passionate about the Raiders. I don't think any any of that stuff never was questioned about Derek Carr. Um, but he was quoted, you know, he said in this press conference that um you know, the, the things you have to do to your body to just make it to practice and the things you have to put in your body just to go to sleep at night and to put all that effort in and to get this disappointing result. Um, clearly, you know, throughout the press conference, uh, he was clearly saying that there's division in the locker room. There, are, He wished guys felt the same way as others. Uh, meaning, how passionate they are to be a Raider. Um, I think this is all. I think he's talking about quite a few players. I think he's specifically talking about Chandler Jones. Um, he's definitely talking about Chandler Jones for so sure. There, there was some stuff coming out. Uh, for media members, uh, media members who cover the Raiders, uh, were saying that um, Chandler Jones has been unavailable to the media pretty much since like week two or three he's just refused to meet with the media um doesn't make himself available and being a guy that was with the new england patriots when josh mcdaniels was there was one of the guys that was brought in to kind of echo what josh mcdaniels you know, this whole Patriot way was supposed to be here to echo. That is the execution, the scheme, and there's other players that they brought in that were, were supposed to do similar things. And from what media members are saying, Chandler Jones is, has shrunk. He is not a leader. He's not a locker room leader. And I also think he's calling out, uh, other players, um, you know, Cleland Farrell was a healthy scratch. Um, there's quite a few players that were healthy scratches, um, which is concerning when if you're a healthy scratch and you're part of the front seven, you you need you need as much depth on that front seven as you can get. Well, let me and- let me
1: ask you this. You know, Chandler Jones has obviously been a, a disappointment at to this point in 10 games. Do you think the Raiders should have traded Yannick at this point? I understand Yannick went because I think what Gus Bradley wanted him or whatnot. I and mean, that's why he's like in Indianapolis right now, but. Uh,
0: You're talking about Yannick N- Nguakwe?
1: I didn't want to say his last name because I was going to chop he it was, up, but yes. He was
0: traded to the Colts and right. the Raiders received uh Rakia <laughs> um, Right.
1: But that point being is that Yannick was obviously doing what Chandler is doing at a better level at this point. With the Raiders, do you think that that trade should have never happened? I mean, you gotta. I think Sin is, is decent for what he's for what you guys got out of it. But if you're looking back at it, I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders
0: looked at it as Chandler Jones was coming off of you know pretty much a career year from Arizona. It looked mm-hmm. like he still had plenty in the tank, so I think they they felt like they were replacing En with another high level pass rusher and getting a serviceable defensive back. So I think they looked at it as like they're making one move but they got two players. Um which I'm not mad at the rationale. Um it's easy to look back and say that's a bad trade. I think the problem is is it would be totally different if Chandler Jones had the same numbers but was a locker room leader, you know, and something is going on in that locker room and this team is there are teams that are less talented that are winning games and competitive in games. This team doesn't look competitive and you can see it on the field. You could see it on the sidelines. You could see, you just see the energy of the team. They're not in unison. They're not together. Um, I would not be surprised if they do not win a game the rest of the season. I really wouldn't uh, well, I'm when wondering... you have that much locker room division. It don't matter. It don't matter. Uh, the talent level, um, there's just too much going on in that locker room. I I wonder the Raiders have built
1: a defense that runs a 4-3 historically, right? That's just what the Raiders typically run. But since McDaniels has come in, they've changed it to a 3-4 defensive scheme. So I wonder if that's a play where your personnel doesn't match what you're trying to run anymore, and that's why you're so poor defensively you've built for years on a four three defense, and that's how your players run as a four three defense. And now you're you've switched it up within a year. Do you think that has any
0: play in it? I mean, they they play in modern modern football, you don't really, I mean, you got your base defenses, but they're still in a four three base more often than a three four. You know, so the defensive coordinator, um Patrick Graham, is historically known for his scheme wanting to be a three, four, um, but you still, there, there's still plenty of plays where they have four down linemen. Um, you know, and again, they went and got Chandler Jones thinking that he would fit their scheme. Um, and it just hasn't worked. Um, I mean, defensively, it's really, you know, Max Crosby's the only person that looks like that he's producing, um, you had some players, um, not available like, like Perryman, you know, Perryman was kind of a breakout player last season. And I don't, I don't think he's part of the ones being called out. Um, I think if Perryman was healthy, like he would have been, he was held out for, uh, for injury. I, I think I read something that he would be available next week. Um, But I I think there's a lot of, um, I think Derek Carr was calling out coaches. I think he's calling out players. I think he's calling out offensive linemen. I think he's kind of calling out everybody. And I knew something was up when he, because I was watching the press conference live and I was watching it on YouTube. And when he came out wearing no Raider gear and he was wearing a Fresno Bulldog um, windbreaker, uh, that's just so unlike him. And he usually where it comes out something greater. Um, So I I immediately before he even said anything, I was like, oh no, something's going on. And I know, I know a lot of, it's easy to make fun of somebody for crying on TV and being emotional. I get it. I did not interpret anything that he did or said or acted as a, uh, as weakness. I did not interpret anything as weakness. I have been so mad in my own personal life. That I cried and I'm screaming and ready to fucking fight but that's just a raw emotion and I think he's pissed I you know I think what I would like to see from Derek Carr is what many Raider fans have been asking is again nobody doubts his passion for the team passion for the Raiders he grew up a Raider fan like Derek yeah. Carr is a Raider fan um
1: well he wasn't going to grow up as a Texan fan because they suck
0: <laughs> and you know so i don't i don't think anybody doubts that i think what we want to see is there are, there have been quarterbacks like tom brady aaron rodgers and i know those are like hall of famers upper you know echelon quarterbacks but we've seen it with many quarterbacks sometimes a quarterback has to get in a dude's face and we've seen quarterbacks go at the offensive linemen, you know do do your job And the offensive line is a mess. I know it's not the most talented offensive line. We knew that going in. Um, But I think Derek Carr, you know, I think one of the things that he needs to do is, is if you're going to be that emotional, then, you know, call them on their BS during the game, you know, not everything needs to be behind closed doors. Like, you know, they had their closed door meeting that, you know, player only meeting, whatever. Um, But Sometimes you need to you need to call BS. We've seen other quarterbacks do it to their offensive linemen and other. Clearly, he's not talking about Devonte Adams because you can the the players that are getting paid, Derek Carr, Devonte Adams, they're playing well. Josh Jacobs playing well. It's kind of like everybody else, not named those guys and Max Crosby. I mean, well, you've got I think four I think, players that are producing and no one else is.
1: When you call him out on a stage like this, you open the door to be criticized yourself by your own teammates. So Derek Carr needs to also step up on his own. You know, we need to limit the picks. We need to make smarter decisions. You know, he could be critiqued just as much as he's slightly backhandedly critiquing his team as rightly he should. So um, the, the Raiders remaining schedule was Raiders versus Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, and Chiefs to your point, I really think you probably win one game at this point. Um, and I, and I think that's going to be the Steelers uh, the day before Christmas. So just, just know that, you know, it's, it's the first year in Josh Daniel's system. It, it it was a struggle for the 49ers when, you know, Shanahan took over the first year. So it was a struggle for the Eagles when we had Serini took over for the first year. I mean, granted we made the playoffs, but still that was, just a peer base of just what we had defensively that, that defense carried that
0: team. So I, my I wouldn't, only con, my only concern and rebuttal to that is they, they're not getting off the bus. No, they're not. Like they don't look prepared, you know, so you, we can say it's scheme and we could say, Oh, you know, you got to transition these players out and get new ones in. Um, You know, they, they signed Derek Carr to a deal, you know, he, he gonna be here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no Um, doubt.
0: I mean, Josh Daniel
1: is going to be here as well. So I, I did want to touch base on you said that, you know, Carr needs to also, you know, he's been the leader of this team too, but it's gotta be a collective thing as a group and a big telling stat is, you know, well, I can't say across the Bay, but it used to be across the Bay. I saw a fun stat and this is how I'm going to chime into the 49ers. Sorry, Sam um that jimmy g is 10 and 2 in every game that he started where he didn't throw a touchdown so it the raiders just need to collectively get it going it doesn't always have to be the quarterback you're going to win dirty grimy disgusting games just like the 49ers did against the chargers and i think that's a great segue vince take it away
2: that's a good point um the Niners on Sunday night football win 22 to 16, your boy Vinny G was there at the stadium for it. Uh, That was, uh, I was way up in the very top of the stadium in the corner of the end zone. I had a nice view. I put uh, photos on Instagram and uh, on both my personal and the podcast uh, Instagram. So go and check those out. Send a like uh, share, just uh, spread the word there Uh, as for the game itself. Uh, the 49ers in the first half, especially on offense, did not look good. Uh Jimmy I, G was I would say your first feet. quarter
1: looked good though.
2: The first drive the first shit. drive looked good, but then they didn't punch it in. Yes. And then and if that that's a problem that happens with Jimmy Garoppolo is finishing off drives with a touchdown can be very hit or miss. And Jimmy had happy feet again all game, basically. They were able to come back and end up getting the W behind a stellar performance from the defense. Uh, They only allowed, I think two first downs in the entire second half. It was in the second half. Justin Herbert had nowhere to go. And uh, he had, and he had nobody to throw it to because he lost uh, his tight end. uh, Gerald Everett, like early in the game. And there's no Keenan Allen. Yeah. No Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is still a couple of weeks away from coming back. So it was just him and Austin Eckler, and that was it. And the Niners yeah. were able to key in. And uh, I just want to – the one thing that really irked me was the ejection of Drake Green That yep. really – I i did not like that at all. Uh, basically, what happened was he ended up making contact with uh, a player's head. I, I don't remember who was it, Eckler. No, 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 it was Herbert. It was Herbert. He made contact with Herbert's head. Herbert it was – Uh, He was rushing the ball. He was past the line of scrimmage. He was a runner at that point. He's not a quarterback anymore. Uh, So uh, he's Herbert is getting as Herbert's getting tackled. Dre Greenlaw happens to be coming in for a tackle as well. Uh He's he he starts to pull off of the tackle, but it's a little too late. His shoulder ends up colliding with Herbert's head and they eject him for it. And uh, at first they threw the flag and I was thinking that's very incidental. Herbert was basically falling into his shoulder in from what I could see. So Yeah, and
1: and I and I would want consistency because in exactly. the Chiefs in the Chiefs game, I can't remember the 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 safety's name. It was a unique name, but anyways, he came over the top and popped Juju Smith helmet to helmet, knocked him out cold. Yeah. They threw a flag and then they rescinded the flag. And yeah. so there was no there was no incident. They didn't even want to review it. So I think that's my argument too. Was a consistency. Yeah. Just give yeah. me some consistency. Consist-
2: consistency across the league. What Dre Greenlaw did. If you're gonna flag him, I don't love it, but I get it. You know, I get the 15 yard penalty, but to eject him after they went back and reviewed it, I think that was a terrible decision. Yep. And and I, I'm I'm glad that the Niners defense was able to step up after that. Um,
1: Offensively, yeah. you, the whole momentum changed as soon as Kittle caught that catch. Everything yeah. went into motion after that. Then you had Ayuk, mm-hmm. who got that 34-yard pass, almost scored a touchdown, and then McCaffrey. So yeah.
2: McCaffrey I, got his touchdown. That was yep. great. Um, Elijah Mitchell, his first game back, and he well, ended good. up being he ended up carrying the ball a lot more. Um, McCaffrey was basically your um your receiving back, and uh Elijah Mitchell was your running, your carries running back. He ended up I don't know the exact stats. I think it was like 86 yards on like 15 carries or something.
1: I, I got a question for you on that. Yeah. Jeff Wilson ran for 103 yards and a touchdown with Miami, mm-hmm. knowing that they have Guadal and they have, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the other. Running. Thank you. Do you think that Jeff Wilson was not utilized properly in the 49ers offense, or do you think that really Mitchell is the better running back between those two?
2: Um, I think. I, I think Mitchell is probably a little bit better. He has a little bit more juice because he's a little bit younger. Um, and uh, but Wilson performed admirably in the Niners offense, too. I mean, he, we saw yeah, he was getting usage like that. And uh, it, it's just, you know, uh, I think the offensive line in Miami is a little bit better. So you fair. can That's uh, fair. you can you have a little bit more opportunity to make magic happen when you got a really good offensive line as opposed to a mediocre line with guys that are super young and still trying to figure it out. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled with the win. This was Courtney's first ever game, uh, Niners game in person. Nice. So, um, yeah, so that, that was an experience as well. She, um, she, uh, I asked her after the game, her overall experience was eight out of 10. So I'm like, okay, I can work with this. I can Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I've never been to a football game. I've been to a, a preseason game, but I've never been to a regular season football game.
2: Right, because oh, you're wow. an Eagles fan, and they're a little bit harder to get to. Um, wait a minute i would
1: I would even I would even have watched a Raiders or an or or Forty Nine ers game if if given the opportunity, but I I've never had the opportunity. I mean, wait, I've,
3: wait a minute I, i've I've seen more I, i've seen more games in person than you have wait yeah. a minute
1: yeah <laughs> wow. definitely
3: now if you want to
1: talk other sports like baseball or or hockey or even even uh actually uh, no, not mls but if you want to watch uh <laughs> baseball and hockey like i've got you there but uh, uh yeah no, i've never watched probably. i've never watched a regular season of football game uh in yeah. person
2: yeah so um, i mean i don't have much complaints with the niners game um the experience from the from the fourth deck um overall not bad it was a little cold so, I mean, that was part of the reason why Courtney only gave it an eight. Um, because okay. okay. I mean, she was dressed for, for the cold, she still wished she brought an extra blanket, you know. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, can I ask food, you a question a about expensive. the stadium? Yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's what I was gonna ask was food was expensive, which you've answered that. I know you you guys, you know, don't partake in alcohol, but I know you looked at it. How much is a beer going for over there?
2: Um, depends on which size you get and you know, Ooh. what kind of beer you get.
1: Um, Let's say it's an, an, an average 16 A's bucks. Beer.
2: 16. Oh, that's actually 16. that's pretty much on par with was pretty much events. on par with other sporting events uh yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I would say uh it's more expensive than food and drink at Disney um yeah wow uh, so so that there there's that uh but um parking was 60 bucks to get in um wow. I had my I had my wow. dad with me as well and he's uh he's a, uh ADA. So he he has the the tag and sure. park close and everything. That's so, ten
1: bucks more than the
3: A's.
2: Yeah, ten <laughs> bucks more on for the A's on um like super busy games. I think it's thirty they, bucks for they got
3: to they got to pay for that stadium somehow.
1: Oh Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ! God. Be- before we jump into that, I I want to touch base real quick. Uh, there is a lot of talk about playing surfaces, in and, and Vinny G over here has some uh, talks here. That's, what that's you got?
2: right. Okay, so. The NFL Players Association they called for playing surface changes at Cincinnati, Detroit, Indianapolis, Minnesota, New Orleans, and New York, where both the Jets and the Giants play. So seven teams, six stadiums, and they say the turf in those stadiums result in statistically higher in-game injury rates involving non-contact and lower extremity injuries. Um, the surface is called a slit film. I don't know why why it's called that, but that's interesting. Just the name of it. Um, uh, The NFL PA uh, president, he was not happy at all. He was uh, he he basically went in on the NFL owners uh, demanding that these surfaces be changed. Uh, It's it's uh, he called it. uh, I'm looking at the article right now. This is great radio. Uh, The NFL and its expert have agreed with the data and acknowledged that the slit film field is less safe. Player leadership wrote a letter to the NFL this week demanding the immediate removal of these fields and a ban on them going forward, both in stadiums and for practice fields. The NFL has not only refused to mandate this change immediately, but they have also refused to commit to mandating a change away from slit film in the future at all. So, these, this type of field. I mean we we've talked about it how the field has caused injuries for the Niners when they played in New York against the Jets last year and just the tell Giants you, and yeah
1: there's a uh, SFGate article about the 49ers continuing their fight against turf field so a lot of 49ers players have spoke up against it exactly what you're saying yeah. so.
2: uh, honestly I mean it's it's the cheapest way to do a field is this slit um uh this what is it called slit film And I I don't understand why you're putting you have 200 million dollars in player investment on the field every week. I don't understand why you wouldn't spend an extra couple hundred grand to make sure that they're playing on quality surface. It, It does not make sense. The math isn't mathing. I don't understand why you're putting
3: huge risk for to save a hundred thousand bucks well, well, well here here here's here's how they're going to solve it since they're partnering partnering with amazon they're just going to wrap every player in bubble wrap
1: yeah <laughs> they're going to they're gonna make sure yeah. all the field workers work a 100 hours a day and uh they're not allowed to do bathroom breaks
3: that's right
2: um the players <laughs> are going to have to piss in their water bottles and but you can't mix those up with the drinking water bottles that could be bad you know
1: this, this is true this is true this is true um, amazon sucks although i did find out from sam jeff bezos is fucking swole that dude is he i didn't realize he was that big
2: oh no yeah he he works out for sure um somebody asked uh in a fight who would win between elon musk and jeff bezos and without hands down i'm like it's bezos are you kidding me it's Um, for sure bezos (laughs) elon is a troll bezos is like an angry fucking maniac uh Lex
3: Luther. like he does Luther. look like Lex Luther he, holy he's shit Lex,
2: he's Lex feckin Luther um oh my so gosh. yeah okay moving on that's enough from, on. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. enough from Jeff Bezos uh just one more point Philly is playing Monday night we don't have anything right there Tyler is gonna watch the game as soon as we're done recording here so I'm
1: gonna watch it from the beginning to the end. I did I did fuck up. I was trying to grab my phone so I could read an article and I read to to Sam's point here, in two minutes, Jalen Hurts has already scored a touchdown. Yeah, so I know that's happening, but that's about it.
2: Okay. Uh, so let's let's move on to another sport. Um, <sighs> it's time to talk it. Warriors. Pull the okay. band aid. Pull the band aid. Yeah, let's let's do this. They're currently five and eight on the season. They're thirteenth in the West. Uh, we are sixteen percent of the way through the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. This is, it's still a somewhat small sample size, but that sample size is getting a lot bigger. Everybody's Vince, you ready? still healthy.
1: You ready? Yeah. You ready? Go ahead. With the 2023 NBA's first pick, the Golden State Warriors pick, Victor Wenbenyama. You can't tell me we're, we are not trying to tank for this guy at this point. We suck.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know we're supposed is, to go down the road, but we suck. We suck. The, the, the snow lo- this is This is concerning. You're five yeah, and so eight. I, I mean, that, at some point you have to say uh, they're, they're kicking off the rest. No, the rest has been kicked off. Uh, they me, started let, off two and one.
1: Let me ask you this, and we'll set it up this way: cause of concern or hot take? The Warriors right now are they a cause of concern or a hot take? I know Vince, you're going to say cause of concern, so I'll let yeah. you go, and then I want to hear what Sam says.
2: Yeah, I mean, cause of concern. I I, I think that there's there's a lot to be worried about at this point. Everybody's healthy all these players that you you're waiting on they're just not performing outside of Stephen Curry. Um so yeah, I'm I'm worried. I I am worried a little bit. Uh it's getting a little uh, toasty right now. Uh I'm not liking this. Sam.
0: I I, I agree concern with you. Cause or for, or hot take. It's cause for concern. Um defensively they look clueless. Um they, you know, I think we knew Clay was still coming back but He looks pretty bad Um, and that sucks, you know, and I know I I saw the, uh, the comments that he had about, you know, Charles Barkley criticizing him and how it hurt him, hurt him in his heart, you know, but I mean, the young guys, the wise, you know, James Wiseman, uh, Kaminga, Moody to a degree, these guys don't look, don't look good. And, you know, Moody, we've had some praise for him. But somebody – I was listening to the radio, and somebody made a comment of, you know, were we – are we thinking that Moody was really good because the other young players are just that really bad right now? Um, because he's been, you know, DMP, you know? He's he's like not a he, – he hasn't played. Um, again, it's like healthy scratches uh, with these young guys. Uh, they're not getting minutes, so um, I'm definitely – definitely getting concerned i think red alert will be what is the record in, at the end of november going into december
2: yeah uh, check back in in two weeks
1: uh, yeah i it's uh it's not a hot take for me it's a cause of concern and my cause of concern wouldn't be there if we could win a game in the road we are currently zero and eight on the road so you take into factor if you could win every game we've already lost a few games at home but if you did you could win every game at home you know that's what uh, 82 game season, so 41 games. That that's not gonna win in the West, right? So um, I think there's a huge telling fact with the young people, and that we're trying to go through these growing pains. But if you're trying to win a championship, or you're trying to repeat, then you can't have growing pains. If you're trying to develop for the future, and you want to expand beyond Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green then you're going to have growing pains. And I think it's this weird dynamic in the front office of, is do we want to sell the team to win now? Do we want to develop the team to win for the, for the future? And I think they're all in on winning for the future. That's been a model of success for them. And uh, I don't think we're going to win this year. I don't think unless something spontaneously happens and one of our rookies comes out of nowhere and we just can't help but, you know watch them be a superstar it's not going to happen i think we don't have the set pieces and I, we do have an open roster spot but w- what is going to actually be made that one they could afford and two could actually make a big difference in what we're seeing now and i don't see it so um i hate to say it i know we're what what 116th one, one one eighth of the season
2: through um we're, we're a little less than one fifth uh one fifth okay So about 16%. I,
1: you know, I, I'm not a Debbie Downer sometimes, unless you're talking about my Eagles, but uh, I think uh, it's, we're just going to chalk it up to a lost season, but a development season. I think this needs to be a season where the young guys try to uh, develop into something bigger for the future. And I think we're starting to see what it looks like, you know, when Clay Thompson leaves, when Draymond leaves, Steph Curry looks great he's found the elixir. I mean, his nickname now is Steph carry because he carries his team, but it can't be all of him. He can't do that for 82 games and somebody else needs to step up. And it's, I just don't see it happening this season.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm just like kind of concerned about um, the, the lack of um, aggression, the lack of desire, lack of effort. I mean, last night, you know, against the Kings was a really disappointing game. Um, it's just, they're just not executing on anything. Um, you know, they're it's, it it just looks, they look like a bad basketball team, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, they do. And, and currently, so they're going to play San Antonio tonight. Um, so it'd be, uh, we'll see, we'll see. I think it's, it's, um, it'll be an interesting season. Don't expect a whole lot, but, uh, I think we should rip the second Band-Aid off here. How are the uh, Sharkies doing?
2: All right. So over the last week, they actually won two games and lost only one. So that's good. Uh, They're currently five wins, nine losses, and three overtime losses, which is good for sixth in the Pacific. So they're actually out of the basement for now, which is nice. On Saturday, Logan Couture had a Gordie Howe hat trick. Ah, uh, Sam! Quick Ooh. question,
0: oh,
2: Sam! Yes, what is a Gordie Howe hat trick?
0: A goal, an assist, yes. um, a penalty. How, does, real he get, close. how does he real get? How does he get the penalty?
2: Yeah, how does he get the penalty?
0: I don't know. Cross checking,
2: fighting. Oh, fighting. it's after the cross check. It's when you start oh. throwing the fist. Okay. So, uh, that's a, it's a fun little thing that they like to keep track of in hockey is a uh, Gordie Howe hat tricks. Um, Isn't
1: that so great. I think every sport needs to take track of that. Like soccer should take track of how many times people flop.
2: Yeah. No, um, I actually had one for baseball. It was, it, it was a home run, a walk and a strikeout. I called it the Jack Cust hat trick.
1: Ooh, that's I would, good. I remember
2: that. Yeah. A
1: Jack Cuss man. Deep cuts. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. A Jack Cuss. I'd love, I love to put that in the memory banks. I like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's probably more realistically, you'd call it like a Brandon Belt hat trick now at this point, because he's actually someone who stuck around longer than like four years. But but uh, I mean, the the point was when Jack Hust was doing it, I'm an A's fan. So there we go.
0: I like Uh, that. I I do remember you saying that back in the day.
2: Yeah, there's like 2009. I was like, here we go with the Jack Hust hat trick. (laughs) I like that. All right, we're gonna make that a thing. Okay. The JC forward.
3: the
1: JC hat trick. I, uh, that's how I remember it.
3: You know, yeah,
2: the jack cuss hat trick.
3: Every single like time you say hat trick, I think of an actual hat trick. So so I mean, in <laughs> hockey,
1: you do <laughs> yeah. they do throw their hats onto the ice. Oh, you okay. never yeah. get it when back when somebody scores you three don't. goals, you yeah. do not get it
2: back. <laughs> no, that, that hat's l- gone forever, like Aaron Hernandez. Just <laughs> that's
1: that's part of the free hat giveaways. They destroy your hats and make new hats out of it and then give it to you for free. Ooh, recycling! He eats it. I don't know if that's true, but it, it seems possible. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wait, I have a question for you, Vince. Yeah, I have one goal for the Sharks. Well, I have multiple, but I have one goal specifically. Are they ahead of the Kraken?
2: No, uh, you can give up on that goal because the Kraken are actually third in the Pacific. Which you need, you need to readjust your goals, my man. Um, you need you you want to see them either finish dead last in all of NHL and get the number one overall pick. Or you want to see them in, I think where they're at right now, sixth, they're ahead of, um, they're ahead of the Anaheim Fox, Ducks. Fox. Yeah, the Anaheim, the Anaheim Ducks. They're mm-hmm. also ahead of, um, I just had it, the Canucks.
1: The Fox and the Canucks. Yeah, The Anaheim Ducks. And and, slips. Yep. My name is the Buck. The Fox
2: and the Kafucks. Yeah. My name is
1: Buck, and I like to, anyways, so... <laughs> 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 okay well i that was one of my goals i just want to be ahead of 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 them seems like that's probably not gonna well i don't know it's early it's still
2: it, it's still early but i mean just give up on it now because they're actually like seattle's actually kind of good maybe i mean so they they obviously this is their second year in existence this is a a new well, hockey team we're
1: gonna speak about early existence the the, the knights look fucking good
2: yeah, well, the knights they definitely came out and made it to the um, Stanley Cup final in their first ever season.
1: But well, they look uh, good this year too.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they're you know they've been around long enough that for us as sharks fans to hate them forever. So five years, four years. Five? Yeah, I think it's five years now. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I I like just before this actually started, I looked at the division that the sharks are in, the Pacific, and of the eight teams that are in there, one is the sharks. I don't hate them uh the only other teams that i de- that i haven't ever really hated are the seattle kraken and that's only cuz they've only existed for two this is their second season Dang and i been. never really hated the flames um i've never but, wait is the, the coyotes the, in their division? not anymore no the, the oh, coyotes right. got moved to the central when right. seattle came in so in their division now so I, I, at one point or still currently I have very much not liked the Anaheim Ducks, the Vancouver Canucks, the Edmonton Oilers, the Los Angeles Kings, and the, Los, and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. My, so. my
1: pecking order for me before the Knights came into play, because now Knights are number one, it was definitely uh, the Canucks. I hated the Twins. I fucking hated the Twins. The Twins were so good. Mm-hmm. And then I hated That the would Kings. be Henrik
2: and uh, Daniel Sedin for those that are not aware.
1: It's it's like they they grew up together. They knew where they were gonna be at all times. It was crazy. Yeah. They were really good. Um, I hated them. I hated the Los Angeles Kings, and then I guess just for a, a, a shits and giggles, I I didn't really care for Anaheim either, just because yeah. that was my rival for days yeah, a's, as well. My
2: my um, rooting interest uh, definitely when the when the Knights showed up, that they certainly took over the top spot. Yes. But it was for the Los Angeles Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. It's a Respectful hate, like like I hate you, but I at yeah. least tip of the cap to you for you know, like 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 I, I have some respect for them. Um, I had no respect for the knights, so I just pure straight hated them. So yep. Sam told us about you know th- that we should like rein in our hate and definitely not call out certain things, but I'm calling you out, Las Vegas. Suck it.
1: I think Suck it okay. hard to our defense, <laughs> to me and Vince's defense. The way the Knights came into this league and how they finagled the whole NHL system to get the best players possible yep. where most expansion teams don't get that opportunity. They get the scraps. I think that was the most frustrating thing to happen and the rules change and, and that's why and, the cracking are not
2: what the Knights are. Yeah. And also the way the fans behaved was yeah. abhorrent in those first couple of years. And like who are, sure, yeah, who are yeah, you? Who are you? They they came in just like um, I I get that you're hyped and you're excited for your team to do well. I get that, but also like there was just this this attitude problem. Like like yeah. they went beyond that, and that's that's I didn't mean to get on this huge rant about Las Vegas and their um their hockey culture, but here we are. <laughs> uh, I was not a fan of the way that they were acting in that first season and the way they were acting basically since uh, hasn't really toned down all that much. They're just raging assholes. Uh, they have been, um, some of them have gotten better, but others have continued the stereotype, man. And it's yep. just not good.
0: Have yep. they okay. won a the cup or do they just get to no, one? They got no. to the one They the got first to an, season. The, yep. And Annoyingly. Were,
2: uh, yeah, that, that that was kind of annoying. And that's part of what added to the cockiness, man. It was just like it, it it was beyond cocky. It was um it,
3: they, it was they were able, to,
1: they were able to acquire players and spend money, unlike any other new franchise has ever been able to. So that was the part that was so annoying was that they were able to get some of the best players out there because of of loopholes within the role system, which has since been changed, but and the fact that they were so cocky about it, it was just It was so frustrating because it was like, you're literally no one. You paid your way to get here. You, you paid, you, you were one of those shitty video game people who pay to win. That's, that's what they were essentially.
3: Okay. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. This is true. This is true. hate the game. Yeah. But I
1: do, I, I do want to ask you guys, um, do you guys want to meet up for a pub and world cup scenario?
2: Are you guys want interested? to yes able to not in the n- not in the group stage just looking at when the game that's are. fair i that's mean fair. yeah if, if i had the time off absolutely i'd be up for it but as of right now i don't um just based on when these games are for those of you who are unaware the world cup is coming it is starting this week uh u.s men's national team they will be playing on monday november 21st against wales then they'll uh, play Friday against England and then Tuesday against Iran. And all of those games will start at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So uh, if you're on lunch break and you're working those days, you can catch the second half on your lunch break, you know. Uh, so so that'll be fun. You can watch some soccer, World Cup soccer, get into it. They, the rosters, when they announced them, the U.S. men's national team, uh, they were the youngest and one of the least experienced, outside of Qatar, who has never made a World Cup before. But uh, am, they only had one player with World Cup experience before. That's uh, DeAndre Yedlin in, in 2014.
1: I am still shocked that Zach Steffen did not make it as the goalie. I know that's the talk of the town, but I know he was struggling. But Jesus, you didn't want to bring one veteran goalie in there. That was you want to bring yeah. one.
2: Yeah, I mean it's kind of wild. There, uh, one of the comparisons that I read was. Uh, they're talking about Germany in 2006, not the year that mm-hmm. they won, but like, um, the 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 World Cup before they won. Um, they brought up a super young roster, and yeah. that club, that roster went to the semifinals, and then ended up winning in 2010. So that's um that's the comparison that they're hoping for. They're hoping that this young team can get together and just uh, uh, you know, play above their heads and make some noise before eventually fall uh succumbing to one of the powerhouse uh teams and then you get that experience with the young players and if you bring most of them back in four years maybe you're like really making some noise at the world cup who knows are
1: you shocked that they didn't put Pepe on the
2: roster though I'm i am a little, little bit that. i thought I, I thought he would be on it but i just i, thought, uh, I mean i know he's
1: 21 but
2: yeah you know yeah, i mean be 24 I or 20 he'll be 25, 25 24 25 for the next one. Um, yeah, I just I I wish he would have been on it because 21 like this is this is the team they're kind of going for. Right. Is the young. Team. Right. Uh You got a bunch of 24 year olds. Why not have a 21 year old who's, you know, balling is insanely good, uh, but he may, maybe he's just not quite there yet. I think he, I think he needs a little. He probably does need a little more seasoning, but you're not expected to win. Why not? No, I mean, this yeah. is. Uh, this is September call-up time as far as I'm concerned, you know, I mean, I expect the United States should be able to get out of the group stage, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Iran ends up being that team, you know, or or even what, like, like, I, obviously England is the top of the, the, the uh, group B. Yeah. But I mean, from outside of that, it, that the... second one, it just depends on, you know, it's kind of luck of the draw. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah.
1: I'm looking at the, the the median of our, of our group age is probably about 27, 26 young. It's still very young. I mean, there's a lot of 19 year olds on here too. So maybe it's a little lower, maybe it's about 24, but still, I just thought Pepe and, and Stefan not making the roster. It was a little shocking to me. I, I get the Stefan more than I get the Pepe just because uh, Stefan was struggling and has been struggling and, and he's kind of lost his job. Um, So I get it. It just Pepe is a little, yeah, it's a little question mark to me. But either way, I'm still very excited. I still want to watch this. Um, I will tell you my experience of the World Cup. I was not a big football fan or or grew up as a big football fan, I should say. Um, I walked into my now fiance, girlfriend at the time. They were out shopping in San Francisco and I was, I was done. I was over it. I just wanted a drink. So I said, I'm going to go walk into this bar that looked kind of cool. And I walked in and unbeknownst to me, it was also the same time that USA men's were playing. The bar was filled like packed, like pre COVID, obviously just packed. I was able to get a beer, but like listening to the people cheer and, and sigh disappointment and the excitement that was in the room and watching it on like two different, you know, panoramic big screens and, there was just something electric to that that I can only attribute to watching your team play in the playoffs and sitting in that arena and the, the vibe and, and, and everything that came with it. I want to relive that so much. So if you guys get the opportunity and we're allowed to, or at least we move on to the group stage, past the group stages, I think we should get a chance to go to a pub and just experience that. because There's nothing like it. It's completely different than anything else in the, in the world. Promise you. Hands down such a camaraderie that you just don't get anywhere else
2: agreed yeah um it's a good time and if you're with people who are also hyped it's an even better time uh yeah
0: um sam,
1: sam you going you going sure sure sam. beer was one line What is one sam- line guy
0: Sam's like you had Booze. me at beer
2: sam's like you had me at beer um
0: <laughs> i mean my aa coach is going to be a little sad but your coach <laughs> my sponsors is gonna be a little pissed but you know yeah well <laughs> oh, i got
3: triple uh, a <laughs> huh. how about that i don't know <laughs> uh, we're, so, we're
0: kind
2: of we're riffing a little bit because the next thing on our list is, to talk about is a little uh, dark not, uh, it's a lot of dark it's not a little dark it's a lot of dark uh, all right of-
3: rip the band-aid off this is the theme of the show yeah just do it
2: Okay, so in Virginia, a former student athlete killed three of his former teammates and wounded two others, and this happened Sunday night. And they they caught him Monday morning. And this is just an overall just an awful, terrible story, and it's this kind of thing is something that we've unfortunately started to grow accustomed to in America, and it's. It, it it's heartbreaking every time it happens, and I just wish that the 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 so-called leaders would do something about it. They know how to stop it, but there's certain people with a lot of money that don't that 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 they just want to keep selling their really super cool fucking toys uh, that can shred people alive. So yeah this is not a this is not a fun topic to talk about Um, somebody else take over
1: yeah I'm just it's a very unfortunate situation I caught wind of it uh this morning I was watching a little bit of ESPN and it was breaking news at that point um it seemed to have happened uh really late last night uh last night being Sunday night um I'm very curious as to know what was the I guess, reasoning or situation as to why he would want to do this. I mean, these kids are all, I mean, they're all younger than us anyways, but they're very young, you know, a freshman, sophomore, another sophomore,
2: a couple um, of juniors. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just these kids had a long promising life to them. Why take that away from them? So uh, it's unfortunate. Um, it is a perpetuation of living in America, whether you like it or not. Um, we, all we could do is hope for the best and wish our condolences to the families of those who have been uh, taken away too soon yeah definitely all
2: right i don't know, so- I,
1: don't know I don't know where you're going to fit this in vince but uh, fuck We're it not-
2: I got an extra point. Um, this is a lot more joyous. Um, it's kick it through. <laughs> all right, here we go. Extra point, line it up, and the kick is off. We are trusting the process after 25 years. Ash Ketchum has finally become world champion Pokemon Master. <laughs> Woo! a years. About time. Years. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just want to
1: tell you 10-year-old
2: that Ash Ketchum, after 25 years, has finally done it. I mean,
1: I just I just want to <laughs> tell you. That Ash Ketchum is a, is a piece of shit, and <laughs> and he's a liar. And let me and let me come down his road. You know why? Because Ash Ketchum, you can come, you can come meet me. I'll say this to your face. He didn't win his first badge. He won his first badge because he helped out Brock, and Brock saw love with his Pokemon. He didn't destroy Onix. He didn't kill. He didn't destroy him. He won it out of a, a participation. And Ash Ketchum went on to win three more championships that year through participation points so he sucks i don't care participation doesn't count be a winner go oh, do you something. know what
2: okay so the first four may have been participation but he has legit won since then you son of a bitch come on you gotta give credit where credit is due he's the best he's the fucking goat show some respect put some respect on his fucking name
1: I have questions about why he hasn't age and it's been twenty-five years. That's yeah, exactly that. the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, ten-year-old Ash Ketchum after twenty-five years. Um, I just, I love, I love this time paradox. We're just pretending that, uh, yeah, time, time is. Did you moving. not know?
1: Did you not know that every time he goes to a new region, whether it be you know the JoHo region or whatever the hell they're called nowadays, that it's actually a time paradox? It's, it's a different version of Ash Ketchum. It's, it's a multiverse of Ash
2: Ketchums. You didn't know this Beware, Jonathan majors is around the corner, man. He's
0: going to
1: fuck you up, Uh, Uh, man. That's great. I love that. That's a good topic to end on, on an unfortunate event. So that that's great. I think that's wonderful. Sam, Uh, you got something to say here. You've been awfully quiet since, uh, since the Raiders have lost.
0: Well, since you brutally, I still had more to go about the Raiders. I didn't even talk about their injuries.
2: Okay, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. You got I'm gonna put three minutes on the clock. Uh
3: two minute warning. Nah, let right. well, <laughs> the moment has passed. Okay. Wait, it's a new segment. Come on, a new segment. I love I your injured.
0: I love your Raiders as much as
1: you do, but we Wait, we had to going. keep the show we had to keep the show rolling, you know. We're under time.
2: I know, <laughs> right, you yeah. know.
1: We're in the time constraints. You know, I was told it was thirty minutes, thirty minutes ago.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't care. All right. Anything else for the good of the order, gentlemen? Nope. Go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Okay. Uh, Listen to us. uh, You're listening to us on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Interact with us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and on YouTube, SVT Sports Pod. Send us an email, Pod at gmail.com. And please slide into our DMs. And remember, your homework assignment is to listen to us on two separate podcast platforms. Uh, I want you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Okay. Oh, this is a I short see- episode. You're we're under an hour. You can do it. Hell just put it on while you go do laundry. You don't even have to listen to us the second time. Just let it run. Give us our plays. We love you. Show
3: us. You love us. Also, th- thanks for the faith, uh, Vince. <laughs> also, I,
1: I, I have, we, I mean, we have honeypotted you guys in the past. I will tell you that we do have something lined up for next week that I think might be something that a lot of people have wanted to listen to for quite some time. So please tune into next week. It's going to be great. We have uh, potentially a guest appearance in here that's going to give us some insight on some things that we've been wanting to talk about for some time now.
3: Yeah, for like months. Months, yeah.
1: We can bring that up to him when he gets there, or she. Or, or Ash Ketchum. It's Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum Ash is coming Ketchum. to of the course. show. Of course. Why yeah. wouldn't it be?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why we brought it up. Okay. <laughs> All have right, good night.
1: <laughs> have a good night, guys. All right, see ya.